So I like how I ask you guys, like, what would your fighting, what type of fighting character would you be? And your answer is basically, I don't know. It sucks shit, and I lose health from walking across the screen. Yeah, I say coward. <laughs> I I don't know if there's any coward characters. Like my special move is stepping on Legos. My special move is eating too much Taco Bell and falling asleep by eight p.m. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, I'd like to report this image. <laughs> I'm in it, and it offends me. <laughs> my special, my up A is throwing a crunch wrap at somebody's face. <laughs> Everybody, and to put your hands up for my first anime yeah. death parade. Yeah, I did the thing. Put your hands up. If this is your first time joining us, we are a book club style podcast. We talk about anime and blah, 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 blah. I am your host. I probably had something fun originally, Chris Bailey. Uh, this is my first reaction to this um to this anime, Salvador, also known as Monkey. And I am the infallible. Anthony Vaughn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and say right up top, we, and by we, I mean one of us, which Me. we will I'll not. take full credit. Okay. Great. Credit is probably not the word I would pick. I'm not here to point fingers, but it was Anthony's fault. I take full responsibility. Uh, we lost the recording <laughs> for the first one. <laughs> or, well, we lost one third of the recording for the first one. One third of the recording. Uh, so we are re-recording this at a certainly reasonable time in the future from the first time we did it. <laughs> uh, so if it's a little weird, uh, sorry, because we're redoing this. And if it's not, then you won't hear this part anyway. <laughs> yeah. But we, we're, we're still going to cover everything, trying you know, get as close to our, our original uh, feelings on it, um, which I guess worth noting, the other two had never seen Death Parade. I saw it for the first time a few years ago. And remembered really, really enjoying it, being absolutely fucking devastated by the last episode. Uh, so I wanted to bring Death Parade back and see if it held up and see how other people felt about it. So real quick, just some housekeeping on Death Parade as I do at the top of all anime. Uh, it was it came out in 2015, helmed by Yuzuru Tachikawa, who was also a director on Mob Psycho and Steins Gate. And did Death Billiards, which I'm still meaning to watch at some point, which is the OVA that kind of like spawned this, I think. I didn't know that they were associated with uh, Sandsgate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally Sorry. new information <laughs> yeah. that we've never heard before. <laughs> I don't actually think I heard that. Yeah, but you probably weren't paying attention. Yeah, it checks out. What'd you say? Uh, for our voice cast, we have Deckham is voiced, voiced by Tomoaki Mayen, who does Mikel Crispino from Yuri on Ice, the guy with the sister complex, and Ash Carbide from Trails of Cold Steel. In the English, he is Alex Organ, who voices Aizawa from My Hero Academia. We have the assistant, who we'll be referring to as Ona, or I will be at least, um, who is voiced by Asami Seto, who does Nobara Kugisaki, who I do not remember who that is at this point. <laughs> I think I've put that in there for Monkey, probably like Fairy Tale or Black Clover or some shit. What was it? I was not paying attention. Nobara Kugisaki? Nope. Don't remember. Uh, okay. And Raftalia from Shield Hero. I know I put that one in for you as well. Yep. Shield Hero is good. 
Um, Nobara Kugisaki is oh uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh oh, it's the big guy, isn't it? No, it's a it's a woman. Dang it! Oh, see, okay, yeah, I she know has a hammer. Is. Yeah, she's the hammer girl. Okay. Oh fucking yeah, dude! I should watch Jujutsu Kaisen, maybe. <laughs> no one told me there was a girl with a hammer, and she's red hair. Okay, no, it's brown hair, dude. It's not red. I, I'm on the wiki. It says red hair, orange eyes, sixteen, five oh, three. Okay. It has her bust. I'm okay. out. Okay. I'm just kidding. I didn't have the last. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It probably does. If <laughs> I'm not going down any further. I'm gonna tell you. I tell you one thing, Owens. Um, what's called Seagull's fucking savage in the last episode of Jujutsu Kaisen, the full season, and it's fantastic. Yeah, that that one's on my like. It's on one of my lists. I don't know which one. <laughs> like I said, Jujutsu Kaisen. I think we already talked about it. I want, I'm wondering if it was the Death Parade episode or not. Probably. But, uh, We're probably right here. <laughs> yeah, it might have. I don't know, but um, it's an ass show. Like, the beginning is okay. The middle is boring as fuck, and the ending is better. So, that's my feelings of uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, in the English is Jamie Marchi, who does Mount Lady from My Hero Academia. This is still in the days when My Hero Academia had people left to go through. <laughs> Uh, Nona is voiced by Rumi Okubo, who had no other roles that I recognized. And in the English, Jad Saxton, who does Eve Genoward from Bacano, and the greatest character of all time, Ferris Nyanyan from Sciencegate. Mm. <laughs> Next, with no objections to any of what was just said, <laughs> we have Ginty, who is voiced by <laughs> Yoshimasa Hosoya who does Reiner in Attack on Titan, Orga Itsuka from Iron-Blooded Orphans, Toko Yami from My Hero Academia, Tenga from Mob Psycho, and Gaius Wurzel from Trails of Cold Steel. In the English, he is Robert McCollum, who does Axton in uh, Borderlands 2. Also Reiner from Attack on Titan, which is fun. I like when the English and the Japanese voice actor voice the same person. <laughs> uh, Stain from My Hero Academia, Doflamingo from One Piece, and Sensui from... Yu Yu Hakusho. God, those are the good guys. Villains. Kind of a badass, yeah. Adolf Mingo is a fantastic villain, and Sensui is a good. Wouldn't even say villain. I mean, he's a villain, but Sensui's a pretty great villain. Yeah, he's a good villain. I don't know. I mean, I mean, he is a villain, but like he's not long. So that's yeah, a sad. I mean, up, but. I mean, that's you. That's usually what makes a good villain when they're not wrong. <laughs> they're yeah. they're not wrong. They're just an asshole. I mean, he's not even an asshole. He's kind of an asshole. No, dude. I mean, okay. I mean, not only using your hands to blocking and just kicking someone to death. I guess that's pretty assholeist to do. But like, it's also dope. So yeah, and I that, like villains that are grounded. And like, once you hear the other side, they're still wrong, but now you understand. Mm. So not like space villains or something like that. That like, or a whole universe and twenty two big giant robots. No one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about Gurren Lagan? Yeah, you fucking never, asshole. How do you never not like Gurren Lagan? What is wrong what, with hold you? Hold on, what's Gurren Lagan? We've never watched it. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Oculus <laughs> is voiced by Tesho Genda, who is younger Tagoro, also a great villain. Kaido from One Piece. Rodin from Bayonetta. Uh, and Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. So fucking giant, scary, strong men and the tiger on drugs. In the English, he's Jeremy Wait, Schwartz. Tiger's not on drugs. What's wrong with you? Tigger? Tigger's on some shit, man. No, he's not. Tigger likes to party. I don't remember Winnie the Pooh going over drugs. Bro, I bet he does like to party. I remember, he was everywhere. He probably had ADHD. Uh, <laughs> and Jeremy Schwartz, who I did not recognize from anything. Finally, we have Clavis, 
who is voiced by Koki Uchiyama, who does Yuri Paletsky from Yuri on Ice. In the English, he is Zach Bolton, who I did not recognize from anything else, even though the name sounds familiar. I- I'm going to go ahead and kill the potential that we don't acknowledge that this is a re-recording because there are definitely some takes I remember. Uh, and as we do, I'm going to call like original takes, so I'm going to want those called out. And one of them is perhaps about flyers and probably the only one I'll call out because it's the only one I care about. Fire. <laughs> uh, but let's go straight into... Death Parade Episode 1, I say quickly enough that I don't have time to YouTube the intro. Episode 1, Death, Seven Darts. We see elevators open, a man and a woman step out of them, and they seem to know each other, but otherwise don't really have any memories. Uh, there's some ominous music and a hallway to a garden, which I don't know if you guys remember. The I, I guess we can go ahead and talk about it here. The just the general design and the atmosphere and the Quindecum, because I feel like we I said right, I would fucking hang out at this place. Yeah, it's very like it's not like creepy. I mean, I guess ominous is really the best word. It's like a hole in the wall or a, a yeah, like a hole in the wall bar that's supposed to be kind of like a speakeasy-esque. Yeah, someone playing a piano. It's nice and chill. Lots of basically the only color is a soft purple. I like a yeah. soft purple as yeah. a color. That's a good color. Uh oh shit. Guys, if we ever get successful, we're gonna open a bar modeled after the Quindecum. I'm not. I've always wanted to own a bar, probably in maybe somewhere in Philly where me and the boys get into shenanigans. Mm, that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Um, we see the bar and the bartender, who we know as Deckham, and he welcomes them to the Quindeckham. And we get our uh, fl- our intro, which is Flyers by B Radio. Hope that click was loud enough for everyone to hear. Huh? That's oh shit! I remember that. Okay, before we talk about the intro, there was a fun story behind it um, because it's oh, yes. so um, it's so like. Not antithetical, but um, idiosyncratic with like the the show. <laughs> it works perfectly. Um, just to be clear, I think it's fucking amazing, but it's weird. <laughs> and the reason is because the director basically got everyone who worked with him on Death Billiards to come back and work on the show, except for one person uh, whose name is Aya Suzuki. She was just like too busy. She had other projects. And the director keep be, kept being like, hey, come come work on the show. Come do stuff for us. And she's like, I can't. He's like, okay, will you do an opening for me? <laughs> or just animate this opening. Do that. And she's like, ah, I don't know if I have the time. He's like, okay, look, we'll put a dance sequence in the opening because I know you love dance sequences. <laughs> and she's like, ah, shit, that's actually really, okay. <laughs> so he had this whole opening like prepped out for her to animate it. And she didn't end up being able to, but that's why we have this like weird, upbeat, boppy dance sequence because the director was trying to convince someone to come do animation for him. Yeah, that's that's really cool though. Like, uh, that's awesome. But uh, yes, let's talk about flyers and how it is basically a perfect intro. I remember originally I was a little like, what are, what's going on here? Like, this is so weird, but it's like so catchy. And then I know at the end of this season, I was fucking on board. Yeah, I'm pretty sure 
the first time we did this, you were not. <laughs> you, you were like, mm, it's just okay. I don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was probably not happy. <laughs> no, you you held back, and then uh, I came to your side. Uh, I think on the second batch. Okay. Because I started listening to flyers every time through. <laughs> oh, it's, I think it's the only intro I never ever skipped. Man, the when Deckham and his assistant start dancing on the floor. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck! The everybody put your hands up part. It's just so good. That and uh, Nona DDR are my favorite parts. Yep. Not forgot about Nona DDR. <laughs> that is actually really good. Yes, yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good opening. Animation wise, music wise, it's just it's good. I it, this is like I think this should be like the every animation strive for something like this for their opening. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I put <laughs> I I put this in uh, parentheses because I know Monkey appreciates it. Uh, when it starts, everyone's doing some point posing. Oh yeah, the oh, fairy yeah. tale thing. Yeah, how about how um in fairy tale they always do the point pose, and that's like one of my favorite things ever. I mean, a lot of animes do that. JoJo does that too. Um, with uh, part four. Yeah. Right. Yeah, part four. And but fairy tale does it the best because I just that's the symbol is the point pose. Like that's one of the like things they always do. So I'm I'm just in love with that point pose. And fair, I think fairy tale does it the best. But um, yeah, it's good the fact to do the point pose in this one too. We come back in. Uh, to the show, Deckham introduces everything or introduces himself as like, hey, welcome to the Quinn Deckham. I'm your bartender, blah, blah, blah. And asks them if they remember anything, which is totally normal for bartenders to do. <laughs> At least for the bars that I go to. Yeah. Uh, they remember they were on their honeymoon trip. Uh, Deckham explains the rules of basically they have to play a game for, their, I think he phrases it as they have to play it for their lives. Mm-hmm. Or, or a game where their lives, lives on are the on the line, something like that. He doesn't go into specifics as to what that means. And they try to leave, and they can't. Surprise, there's no way out. Um, they're like, okay, fine, fuck you. We won't play your game. And he's like, I don't recommend not playing, and parts the wall behind the bar. And we see what looks to be a bunch of bodies. This one is still messed up. Because we still we we see the main character's point of view, and it, I I guess the main it's either the main character saw them as bodies, or Deckham puts that image in that guy, which I don't think he can do. So it must be like like a figment in his imagination. The the guy and the woman does this. Well, they just look like bodies. They can't see them clear enough to no, identify. But but there's a scene in the there's a scene in the first uh, in the first episode. Well, the guy you you see in the guy's point of view, and it looks like actual bodies. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's, I, I truly think that he. Just, I think he thinks that those are bodies. Yeah. She, I I don't know because it be, it's weird the fact that he and the and his wife also thinks like that, unless there's some kind of fuckery going on that's makes them think they're actual bodies. We all know they're dummies. Um. Yeah, I think it's kind of like when you like hang a jacket up and the shadow hits it weird, and you think there's a person. That kind of thing, your mind kind of plays a trick on you, and then you like realize you turn the light on. You're like, oh, it's just a fucking shadow. No, I, I, I get what you're saying, but it's like I don't know. It's weird the fact that it happens to two people. If you're gonna saying, well, I, I it's kind of to his point. I think it's just supposed to be like 
lit in a way. It's obviously very intentional that he wants them to think they're bodies. I mean, they're dressed up with like hair and clothes, some some of them. I don't even think they're dressed up in hair and clothes. Some of them are probably. I don't know if any of them I are don't in think that, so. but he presumably it, it's a possibility. Regardless, he clearly has it set up in a way that it's supposed to trick people into thinking they're bodies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could be right. I was I was just saying it's just it's doesn't it's weird because we saw it from the guy's point of view, the one guy, and he the way he saw it, he saw bodies. So I'm wondering if we're supposed to take his account for real or if we if we um of it's just a figment of what he thought he saw. Gotcha. So they they agree to play and they hit the button to start the game roulette and it lands on darts. There's a giant ass explosion in the back of the bar. A wall completely fucking blows out. God, that darts animation. Every time. Well, I think it might actually be in the middle. Yeah, every time to do the animation. It's so ridiculous and so stupid. So good. And so good. Um, and darts appear inside of a pillar. And Deckham explains the rules of darts. I think they're playing count down or count. No, they're playing count up, I believe. Um, he explains that the regions of the body are linked to parts on the dartboard and they begin the game. The guy throws, it hits Machiko's arm and her arm hurts. Uh, so she takes her turn and throws and it hurts, uh, Takashi's chest. And before we get into the thing here, the whole series, the people that, um, come and play the games are pretty star studded on the Japanese side. I believe from what I understood from like watching or not watching, but reading other people talk about it too. It's probably pretty good on the English side. And I know people especially really like the performance of this woman, uh, Trina Nishimura does the English for Machiko and people fucking love it. Um, And it looks like she actually has some shit going on too. But yeah, just- You guys all watch Sub? Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I did too. Just real quick, um, like, because- <laughs> Takashi, the guy, is Zoro from One Piece. Oh. <laughs> Just out here doing this one episode. Uh, he also does Shinjiro from Persona 3. And Machiko is... She does Fu, uh, Malfina. I don't know, but it, it's star-studded. I'm, I'm going to try and do those as we go. Oh, yeah. Assuming For I can find episode. them quick enough because I don't have... Well, no, all of them. All of the guest characters. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah all of the guest characters. Yeah. Takashi then goes to confront Deckham and is kind of like, hey, man, this is bullshit. Like, I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah, what, you what, do this? You can't just fucking kidnap people and make them <laughs> do your weird shit. He's got a point. Um, and Deckham's like, hey, man, no one said you had to hit the board. Like, you can miss if you want. That's cool. That's allowed in darts. <laughs> uh, but hey, if you do that, uh, check it out. Magico wins. Uh, which implies to his under, to Takashi's understanding that he will die. Um, so they he goes back and he kind of tells Machiko they miss a bunch. There's two darts left. Takashi is panicking. Takashi hits Machiko in. Does he hit her stomach here? Yeah, I think so because um, there was the thing about the baby. Yeah, uh, but she starts to bleed. She and stumbles on her throw and hits double eyes. Which really fucking... Mm. Oh, no, he he doesn't hit her in the stomach yet because then he's about to... He gets pissed and is about to throw again and she begs him, like, hey, don't... Please don't hit in the stomach. I'm pregnant. Yeah, that's when she mentions the pregnant. Yeah. Uh, we get a flashback. I think the flashback, he just remembers, like, things that 
makes sense about her being pregnant. Like she oh, was yeah, getting like yeah. tired and stuff like that. Yeah. But the, yeah, they have the flashback of presumably like them getting married and her being pregnant. They reconcile, embrace, and like, oh, so sorry. Takashi throws and a, he gets hit with another flash. So, okay, he, he just gets hit with a flash and he ends up hitting double stomach and tying the score with one dart left. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Uh, we see. Do you guys think he did it on purpose? I think I think this ended up being a, a, a contention point for us on the original of like, yes and no. We're like, I don't think he did it on purpose. But he ain't mad about it. But like he did it like, because it's kind of silly if he happened to slip and hit that, you know? But like all, like he did it on purpose, but not fully consciously, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So like he he has the flashes that make him realize or what he thinks he knows. And then he's like, well, fuck this. And just kind of reacts. Because mm-hmm. I can't really remember if he like, if the flashback happened before he throws, as he throws, or after he throws, it's you know, as what I mean? he's throwing, I think, like he's gotcha. he's in the motion and he gets it. Basically, can he? Do you think he still could have directed it with the flashback? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, we see what he ends up remembering of him at his wedding, overhearing that uh, someone I believe they're calling Machi. Yeah, Machi. Uh, there is. He's like, oh, Machi always wins. I can't believe she like has her husband that she's fucking this other dude. Uh, so he thinks that his wife, his cheating new wife, is cheating on him. Uh, he confronts her about it, and she denies it. Takashi decides to take her dart and be like, well, I'm just going to go use that on my board. And Deckham's like, yeah, I guess. Sure, <laughs> that works. You can do that. Why not? Yeah, it's not against rules. But still refuses to tell them what happens to the loser. Um, Machiko pleads with him telling him like, oh no, Machi was her friend in high school who was like, she did her thing. Machi always wins or whatever is what we would say. It was my friend who just happens to have a very similar name. Uh, she runs to embrace him and ends up poking him with the dart. Oh no, she. I think he pokes her with the dart. Yeah, he pokes her with the dart. Uh, Machiko gets pissed, takes the dart, and we see a quick montage of their life culminating in a car careening off of a cliff. She throws the dart and hits Tak... Uh, I think she, this is like another moment where like she's stumbling through this and the flash happens and she ends up losing the dart at the end of it. So it's another thing of like, is it intentional? Tough to say. Uh, but it hits Takashi in the heart, which is the bullseye, and Machiko wins. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Machiko has the realization that they are dead. And Deckham explains the judgment process of basically the way he explains it. And we can get into this a little bit later. Um, At this point in the series, it's very loosely explained as like a heaven and hell concept. Also, I think if I remember, he specifically mentions that like, we also get established the concept of like the people who come to play the game also have died at the exact same moment or as close as possible. Yeah, yeah, that is a thing of, yeah, it, people always, they say that the people playing the game died at the same time, though I I guess it, it's kind of, I've never really thought about it, actually, even when we did it before, I never really thought about that, it's like kind of interesting, but also pointless, hmm? I guess. 
Or at least that's what Decim says. Honestly, I don't Decim, sorry. I don't know if that's actually true. Yeah. Takashi remembers everything that happens and begs Decim basically, like, oh, please, like, put us back or something. <laughs> like, no, dumbass. He drove off a cliff. Uh he flips he flips out on Machiko again and he's like absolutely losing his shit. Basically just getting pissed at her for cheating on him and lying to him and all that shit. Uh, she snaps back on him and fucking tears him apart. Basically being like, yeah, I cheated on you. This ain't your baby. You're a fucking Ugh. loser. Fuck you. You suck. How could I ever have a child with someone as pathetic as fucking you? Brutal, dude. Uh, he flips out and attacks her. Deckham restrains her with, or just restrains him with wires before he can actually get her. Uh, and he passes out. They are in the elevators. The doors close and the elevators move. Um, <laughs> this nearly wet game's fucked up, boys. <laughs> yeah, what happened to them just going a baking whoopee all the time? <laughs> and the audience losing their shit because it's raunchy <laughs> as hell. Oh. Okay, I have a new idea for a TV show. Okay. It's death per... It's a remake. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Netflix really loves their uh, live action anime. Yep. Uh. Now, yep. So what if we redo Death Parade and Deckham is played by Steve Harvey? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Fuck. Who's got the best Steve Harvey impression here? Go for it. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to do a Steve. I don't really even know what he sounds like. I haven't watched uh, Family Feud highlights in over a year. It's it's Jesus Christ. What a weird barometer for you to have. I do. They're actually like, well, it's like they're like not a, funny. It's every single one is Steve Harvey goes, name something you keep in your pants. And then someone says, a penis. A penis. And he gets, and he's like, what that? What is that answer? Did you guys watch the Steve Harvey show? No. no. It's a good show. Well, I thought it was good. I'll watch I, it. I, don't know. I, I like some of the, because they're not all, some of them, like the majority probably are like sexually related, but some of them are just fucking good. Like, I don't know, some, it's just good, like, people watching mm. when you ain't got shit to do. You're on the we, shitter, you know? You, you know what's the worst part is? This is yeah. back before Sanderson, okay. The, <laughs> the worst part is yesterday I was watching uh, Miss Mojo while I was taking a poop. And I was watching, like, the top ten Moe, like, you're not my baby thing. And I'm like, what mm. am I doing in my life? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, why am I what watching this here? on YouTube? Like, like I ran out of stuff to watch on YouTube. You know, you get to that thing where you're just scrolling. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Do I want to watch? Do I want to watch another league video? Do I want to watch another magic video? Or I could just watch Moe, like the top ten Moe's on Miss Mojo, and then I'm <laughs> watching them like, and I get to like number one, and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, what the fuck? You actually uh, close the screen and just see yourself in the black mirror, just like, what am I doing? No, it's not that. It was just like, it uh, was even good. Like, uh, I don't know. I was expecting more. It's like, I was expecting, you know what I mean? For, I, it's not me to feel better, but you know, it's, I don't know. It's like, well, at least I'm not as bad as these cheated people who can't figure out if their father or not. Uh, yeah, the fact is, there's one story where there was like, um, what's it called? Um... Babies who are not white. What's that thing called? It's like ethnic based or something. Like that. I don't know. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Well, they're what not the white. Fuck, are you talking about? 
I wonder, and the You're father mixed babies. Yeah, mixed babies. Yeah, so there was mixed babies, and the woman was white. The <laughs> why guy. Are we, why are no, we no, we're talking about. I don't fucking kill. <laughs> you guys finally woke me up. You, you woke up the sleeping bell, but literally put him back to sleep. Literally, it was this white woman and this white guy, and the white guy's like, "No, no, these are my babies. Three mixed babies, and he's white. How the fuck? Like in your mind, how do you think those are your babies?" How do you think they'll mix? <laughs> Listen, I, I got some news for you, so oh my they pay God. people to be on that show. Oh, I just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> God, what am I doing with my life, guys? I don't know. Why am I watching Maury? Oh yeah, my that God. one's on you, man. <laughs> I got nothing for you, man. I would say, like, we need to get you some more hobbies. Oh my god! What were you talking about? I don't. Know. I don't know. My brain okay. broke. <laughs> it's because uh, Anthony brings up this whole fucking thing. Did you not blame that tangent on me, sir? <laughs> no, that's that one's my fault. I'm sorry. Uh, I think did have we tried to like stab him with the dart yet? Yeah, we're we're we we finished the episode. No. Oh, there, there's some stuff I want to talk about the episode. Uh, hold because, just, uh, just real quick, oh, let me let's uh fucking asshole. I, I, I haven't talked for the last five minutes. This that's guy. your fault. Dude, you talked for the last five minutes. <laughs> Go on, dude. Uh just real quick, let's talk about uh last theater by noisy cell and the ending sequence. Mm, it's good. It is great. It's sad because it does um what's called do a rewind of all the of what happened oh, yeah. with the um like the two people. Does it the, do it this? I men. think it does it at the end of the next episode. No, it doesn't in this one. Oh, okay. I'm pretty so. Well, because the next episode is these two again, remember? Yeah, I know. Dude, I watched them. I'm like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've seen it twice, so now we're even. My dryer uh, went out. Yeah, I, I was help it. I was right. It is the wedding one. This is the oh, wedding okay. one. I'm on the wiki, so I know like very sad. Yeah, it's actually pretty bad. Yeah, this is where we kind of learned that she was telling the truth uh, to Deckham, right? Um, no. About, no, this and, is And different. we never truly what? do. No, well, we do, because, like, legitly, like... I remember the first time we would do this thing, which I wanted to talk about the episode, but Owen just brushed me aside. Um, you have nothing of value to say. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, got to talk I, about fucking Maury again. God, what am I doing? Um, But I remember this scene, because it spoke to me a lot, and it's the scene where the woman... um. She doesn't go crazy, but she like she does her evil laugh. And she's like, it's the part you was talking about. Where she's like, um, she's like, oh, I'm the I thought of this. I was cheating on you and stuff like that. And the reason why she's doing that is so, um, she makes herself as the bad guy to the guy, so the guy can have a non regretful life. Because basically, he's the one that caused the accident. Yeah, and, and that's that. That's gone into more in the second episode as we get uh, owners kind of perspective. But but the what's it called the second episode is all about like cause uh, perspective. But it's not like it's about like the jealousy. But we know it's the guy's fault because he's the one who remembers. He's the one who's trying to take the phone away from his wife, and then they go into the um they go into the fucking pond or river or wherever it is that they died from. Yeah. But it was, to me, I remember the first time when I was watching this, that it, it seems strange to me that she goes to this whole evil monologue. And I'm like, why would you do this? And it talks about, like, throughout later this episode and the second episode, it's like, oh, she does this for her, for her husband. Mm-hmm. 
but I remember me being caught off guard when I watched this, the first time I watched this. I'm like, why is she doing this evil monologue? Like, this, this makes no sense why she's doing this evil monologue. Only for it to make sense later on. And uh, also, it's like the whole thing is, um, um, she's doing, like, so much stuff to protect her husband. But you see, like, oh, she's like, oh, I was pregnant or whatever it is. And then she, she makes herself into a bad guy, so... Whole death doesn't really mean anything to like to him. It's like it's so strange that she's doing all this to protect her husband, even though she's the one that cheated. Because we know that she did. I I don't remember if that's the first episode or second episode, but we know that she did cheat on him. Do we? Yes, because there's a there's a scene with her with another guy, and she's really regretful for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff that he was uh, worried about was true, but not all of it. Like the love stuff was. She definitely. Um, no, she she loved them. She loved them completely. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things. It was like a moment of um, when your mind doesn't go right. Why is that fucking card? I don't know, but I think we're having one right now. No, it's like a moment of um, <laughs> it's not a moment of passion. It's like a moment of it's not you're not thinking right. Lapse in judgment. Yep, it's just lapse in judgment. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I just reminded myself real quick. It is pretty much like a hundred percent confirmed that she cheated. Yeah, but she is regretful for what she did. Yeah. And then the whole point of her going on this tirade was so that she, like, so... So she can make her husband feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll get more into it in the second episode, but I don't know how you guys feel about it now or or if it's something you even want no, to talk I, about. I, mean, I still have the same feelings about it. It's weird because um, because I was talking... I remember the first time I was talking about how she deserves to go to the void, and then he, I, I said he also deserves to go to the void. I did not know the fact that both people could go to the void or both people could go to um, the heaven, whatever mm-hmm. they yeah, call it. Yeah, I got things. So, like, apparently morality is a zero-sum game. Because <laughs> one goes up, one goes down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, because the first episode and the second episode does not tell you the fact that uh, you could go one way or the other way. Yeah. The three, we see them both go to the same spot, I think. Yeah, exactly. Three, we do see that. But, um, so, I didn't know that. But, like... If I if I had the decision as Deckham, I would actually put the woman in heaven and the guy into hell. Because he killed Isn't that them. what he did? No. no. He puts he the, the woman in in hell and um or the void and the and the woman in heaven. I'm not even saying that right, right? It's it's is it heaven and void or is it something no, else? No, it's void and reincarnation. Oh, is it reincarnation? Okay. Gotcha. So the male went to reincarnation and she went to the void. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say he fucked up immediately. Yeah, and I mean, that's, as we see, kind of the point <laughs> that this whole thing <laughs> yeah, is true. flawed and fucked up. And this is kind God of... Damn, the, what a good first episode. Yeah. And it's kind of the catalyst to basically all, all everything that happens with regards to Deckham. Mm-hmm. It's, the fact, it's the fact that Deckham has no feelings, so he doesn't feel what these people are feeling. He only knows yeah. the facts. And the fact is, the woman cheated on him. He did not see the fact that the woman regretted it, and she probably would not have done it again. Well, he did see it, but he just he didn't understand it. Yeah, is that, that's what I'm trying to say, Owens. He did not. Yeah. Well, he saw it, but like he doesn't. He 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 can see. Compete. He can observe the emotions, but he, as we'll explore in the second episode, he doesn't have the capacity to understand what they actually mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I think this set or these two, this case, this game, whatever probably still the most interesting to me just because it's the most muddy like all around i think the fourth of, one is muddy with the mother yeah uh, that's the sec- 
Wait, in the second one, the one with the no, oh, it's it's the second one's um this one again. The third one is the the kids in the bowling alley. Yeah, the kids. Yep. And the fourth the one's oh. yeah, yeah. The fourth one, Wolf. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like. Weird. The first one's the first one's interesting because we had such a back and forth whenever we did this first time about the fourth yeah. one. And mostly we were just arguing. It was me fucking trying to yell at you and be like, it's not heaven and hell, you dumb fuckers. <laughs> That's the Listen, way I they performed news. it. That's the, all the rest of this, the this gets brought up so many more times. Great. Yeah, yeah I know. Fine. That's why we don't need to do it now. So I nope. apologize for what's coming. It's gonna happen eventually this episode because yeah. Um but my point is, I, I think they're so interesting because I feel like everyone else, like all the other, I feel like we know those people more completely. And these two, they're even like who they are as people feels so like, they're, they're still, it still feels like there's so much we don't know and don't understand about them. There's a bit in the second episode, which I don't remember if I wrote it down. So I'll just mention it here where there's the implication that like Takashi is just super fucking insecure. Yep. And he what sets him off is the the like her being like the machi always wins thing and like him being called a loser and like that is apparently like a we don't even know. Like that that's just an inference. The these episodes pretty much everything we draw from these people is inference we assume that machiko is does her thing to protect takashi we we assume that it's actually takashi's child we don't know um we assume that she's she regrets cheating on him because we get literally one shot of her looking not super pleased mm-hmm. um we we are we are given the tools to draw conclusions but we're not confirmed any of those conclusions where with like all the other games I feel like it's like, he, here's what these people are. Here's what they did. Here's what they're about. And it becomes more about whether we, or how, how we see the morality around them rather than trying to parse out who the people are. Where this one is more just, we don't fucking know anything really. Oh, I know, dude. The woman deserves to go to heaven and the guy deserves to go to hell. This. God damn it. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't happen in this episode. It happens in the second episode because we got the like wedding credits here. Yeah. But the regular credit sequence with all the mannequins and stuff, animated by our old friend uh, Shinichiro Watanabe. Mm-hmm. And one of his people, Sunamori Saito, who works on a lot of stuff with him, which is pretty cool. He was a uh, what? Cab, uh, Bebop and Pet? Uh, Watanabe was just Bebop. Oh, but he did like uh, a fighting scene in Evangelion, which is like really good. Yeah, probably. I thought Watanabe was Pet. No, what no. Nobby is like in charge of like a bunch of like uh high tier animations. I know I, that name because he's like super famous for it. Um we get a quick after credit sequence of Nona asking Ona, like, hey, what'd you think of all that? And she's like, That fucking sucked. Machiko went to the void and Takashi got reincarnated and is like, Hey, there's something I'd like you to tell me, and then Deckham looks surprised, and that's where the episode cuts. Do you remember how you guys felt after the first episode, the first time you watched it? Nope. <laughs> no? I mean, you, you asked me and I said no. I can't remember. Uh, I was super excited. Um, I really enjoy uh, recently talking about and listening to like different philosophies and stuff like that. And the whole reincarnation versus void 
what that means in a religious thing, what that means like I'll talk about later is like kind of my theories on uh what that means. And yeah. even watching uh um uh, even watching like Des Deckham kind of walk through trying to be like a perfect arbiter without emotion or whatever. And how like like we talk about in four a little bit later, it, it bad it is in some mm-hmm. places. And even this this episode, like there's a lot of I don't know, Chief. Well, here's the thing is emotions just it makes stuff icky. So you kinda like it's one of those things, dude, like having emotion is good because you can cut off stuff, but also cloud your judgment. So it's one of those things, it's weird that like I mean, you could go with the middle ground, but even is the middle ground even that like good thing or not? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, as will be explored in later episodes, can you judge emotion without emotion? Yeah. They've been doing it for so many years. And it's a fucking terrible system. <laughs> yeah, but they I mean, it's going, right? Like it's not like that listen, if something happening is the barometer for success, <laughs> you are you have you have no idea what has ever happened in the history of the world. Yeah, I know, it's hmm. bad. But let's talk about episode two, Death Reverse. Uh, we see Ona wake up on a small tree, or she's woken up by Nona, and is like, hey, you don't have a name. Uh, they take a train ride to the 15th floor. Uh, there's a sculpture above the door of, I believe it's a lotus, or it might just be a Buddha. Kind of to Anthony's points about like religion and uh, reincarnation and the void, this show and the philosophies behind it are very, very overtly uh, drawing from Buddhism and ruminating on you know, what reincarnation and void are in Buddhism. And, and we'll talk much more about that stuff later. In later episodes, not this one, because I don't want to do that again. <laughs> uh, we meet our boy Clavis. He's just Wait, happy to you be don't here. Do again? I'm huh? sorry. What'd you say? I don't want to do that again. Which part? The trying to explain fucking how both can be good. Oh, this, this goes on like the next two episodes. Because Buddhism and you guys are like, no, their religion's wrong. Do not rope me in with that motherfucker. I'm not making you do anything. But we meet Clavis, our boy on the elevator. He's just chilling, having a good time. He's a good dude. I like him. <laughs> uh, I don't remember when I introduced this, but I definitely keep talking about it. So I'm going to go ahead and say my pet theory is that Clavis is God or whatever Hmm. God happens to be in this world. They take the train ride to the 15th floor. They already did that, actually. Uh, We, Hey, Chris. Yeah, what's up? Question for you. Shoot. The number 15, do you think that has anything to do with Quindesim? No, I don't see how it could. Yes, and? (laughs) What? You want me to just make something up? I hate him. Quinn is five, Desim is (laughs) ten. Deck him. Piece of shit. Deck whatever. Yeah, Quinn is five, deck of his ten. So Quinn deck of fifty. <laughs> Fucking try and blues clues me. You do it yourself, goddammit. Uh, uh but Nona explains to Ona the process and how this all works of judging people. Um, and uses telepathy to have Quinn, who we meet, she's the cool eye patch lady. Right? Is that that's Quinn, right? Yeah, that's Quinn. Um, I don't know. I don't think we we just hear about her. Like she's like off screen and stuff. I don't think No, that is her. Quinn. <laughs> that's Quinn. She sends the memories. Yeah, so she sends the memories to 
to deck him. And Nona puts her arms through the straps of her suspenders and is the coolest fucking person to ever exist. The best True. scene, the best scene in the entire anime is this scene right here. I love True. this scene. I'm gonna give it third best scene. I just love that. I'll give it first. <laughs> if you follow our Twitter, you've seen this image. Mm. Twitter.com slash my first anime. Good plug. Good plug. <laughs> I don't remember if that's the actual thing. No, that's it. That's it. Keep moving. You're you're doing great. Uh <laughs> Ona is gonna serve as an assistant and is brought to the bar. She or she's brought to the room with all the hanging dummies. Um, and she's like, This is uh Deckham's pastime. What a fucking weirdo, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's his hobby. Uh they are watching Deckham do all his stuff with the first two people, and Nona uh basically explains what is happening with Deckham and how the whole point of the games is to create extreme conditions to reveal their souls. Uh, they go up to the balcony and Nona explains more shit and they kind of talk about it. And Ona, not super convinced. And Nona also explains to her that like, no, we're not omniscient. Like we get the memories that we get and we just kind of put them in these situations and use the two and kind of piece together how we think their soul should be judged. Yeah, I think the thing is, like, when uh, memories don't come in, wait, memories come in during the game, it's not random? Yeah. So, so like, I think they can, like, manipulate when the people get memories, but they can't choose what they get or something like that. Like, they, they have, like, half, half control almost. Yeah. I don't know. From my notes right here, it says memories come in during the game. No random. So my notes are terrible, so I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I think that they I think that they come in at specific I they have to come in at specific times that are scheduled. Yeah. I think that's true. But because, there is an element yeah. of randomness to it. Is there? I think so. I think what they get is random. Because that sounds familiar. Uh Nona says that she is fascinated by humans. Oh, I should have read my next line. Uh, they get them, the memories come back, but they don't know what memories they're going to get. Basically, or they set it up so the people will get their memories back, but they don't know which memories they're going to get back. So the, the memories they receive are random. Mm. Uh, she explains, she tells uh, Ona, like, yeah, we tell it to people as heaven and hell, but really it's reincarnation or the void. And we get Machiko's new perspective. I think we cut to like the end of after everything happens. And this is where Ona kind of steps in and explains kind of what we talked about already with Machiko and the emotional side of it. Like, oh, yeah, she was doing it to, like, protect yeah. Takashi and, yeah, all, all that. And Ona is the one who tell, tells us that if we weren't already kind of on that page and, and kind of introduces the idea of, you know, how, how the hell can you judge someone for doing something when you don't even understand why they did it. Mm. Yeah. Um, we get the after credit scene again where she has the whole like, I want to know something. And Ona is like, yeah, your system kind of sucks shit, actually, I think. Uh, Machiko, yeah, she cheated and regretted it, but she totally lied about that not being Takashi's child. Again, her perspective, her guess. Um, she tried to save Takashi and then Ona talks to him or talks about how the the reason she would do all this is because of like love and they think they're bringing out like the darkest in people but mm -hmm. in, in in a way they did the opposite with Machiko. True. They brought Actually, out her yeah, love. Yeah, even in fucking like death she was willing to be the bad guy. 
Yeah, because she doesn't even know what's going to happen when she goes in that elevator. Mm-hmm. But if she, well, she she realizes she's dead, or they're both dead, and she probably you know probably draws this conclusion that oh yeah they're judging our fucking immortal souls. Uh, so I don't want Takashi to suffer for all eternity thinking he killed his wife and child. I want him to hate me and not care about the child. Yep, and that's why she went to the whole evil villain monologue. Yeah. Uh, Deckham starts to doubt his decision, and no one is like, "Hey, fuckhead, don't do that. You need yeah. to, <laughs> you need to get it together." People's emotions get expressed in random ways, uh, but also tells him like, "Oh yeah, people's emotions get expressed in random ways. So, but don't ignore them. Yeah. Like they, they're important, but also <laughs> make us drinks, dumbass." <laughs> uh, Deckham makes really great drinks, apparently. <laughs> Yep, makes really good drinks. Yeah. Uh, Nona departs and tells Deckham, yeah, you're doing a good job. Just keep doing what you're doing. Clavis is surprised, like, oh, damn. You never praise people. Uh, Nona leaves the elevator and is contemplating Ona's assertion uh, that Takashi couldn't trust others. Oh, shit. Okay, that's something we missed. So Ona has this whole thing of how Takashi could never be happy in life because he was incapable of trusting other people so and yeah. it, and it kind of plays into his complex perceived complex of like his inferiority and always feeling like well yeah go ahead the the scene that i'm talking about is um i forget who says this is it deckham or is it i'm trying to see it but one of them says like oh if um if takasi did not hear about the conversation in the bathroom they probably would have lived happy happily ever after mm-hmm. and nona's like no that was never gonna happen because takasi's um, in what's it called in Florida not in Florida but uh, the way he perceives himself is so bad that that was never possible uh, Ona says it's not Nona oh yeah is it Ona I thought the Nona assi- the was assistant. the assistant yeah no the assistant says it the, okay no because she said um, because I thought Nona's one's like yeah that's that was never gonna happen uh, no Ona initially like introduces that idea and then later Nona thinks about it yeah yeah that's yeah that's what I was talking about Okay, but, yeah. But Nona knows that that was never going to be a possibility. That they was um basically they was going to die from jealousy from the get go. Oh, they was not going to have a happy marriage, right? At the very least. So that's why the guy deserves to go to hell or the void. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure didn't he Destiny even like apologize for like doing wrong? Like, do this one was incorrect. Uh, well, he doubts his decision, and the next scene he's going to apologize for shortcomings. Well, well, he doubts his decision, but Nona's like, you can't be doubt you you can't regret your decisions, like. Yeah. Once you start thinking that maybe you are wrong, the whole thing breaks. Yeah, exactly. You have to you have to perceive that you are white at all times. Fuck, welcome to being a human. Mm, yeah, no shit. Welcome to Death Parade. Woof. Yeah. Um, I mean, no one's not wrong though. You have to like perceive that you're white at all times. If you like make mistakes, you you're going you you're going down the rabbit hole. You no. Know what? I mean? like, what? You're absolutely not. That's the 100% incorrect way to live your life. Don't don't you make yourself crazy if you keep thinking of like all the different possibilities of what could have happened? Oh sure, but when you yeah, fuck yeah, up, that's you, what he means. He he doesn't specifically. Yeah, I know. What you're okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Like, like Chidi in the good place, he perceives everything he did is bad, so he goes to hell. But he can't make any decisions. But when you actually fuck up, <laughs> acknowledge that you fucked up and learn and yes. grow from it. Yeah, but that's yes. good and all. But, but when you're doing stuff like this, it's best to just. Full steam ahead. Acknowledge your mistakes if you make them. If not, just assume that you're right. Yeah, I exactly. don't agree with that. But, I think, dude, but in this system, it like you just 
it can go off like off the wall if you don't think about it like that. Well, maybe they should because then they'll try and change the system. Oh, or the system can like get destroyed and like nothing, like something bad happens on Earth. Yeah, or, or we can just watch the show and figure out if it changes for <laughs> any other. <room. laughs> uh, Nona retracts her compliment uh, when she thinks about Omina saying she's like, mm, actually, never mind. <laughs> Deckham sucks. I mean, it's not Deckham. She's talking about him. She's talking about Ona. Oh, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, because because Deckham has been doing this for a while. Like, she's not talking about Deckham. She's talking about Ona. You're right. You're right. Uh, Deckham, meanwhile, back in the bar, apologizes to Ona. He's like, sorry, I suck and I'm not a fully formed sentient being, basically. Uh, but makes her another drink because he's good at that, at least. Uh, Deckham and Nona have their phone call. Uh I think they imply that, oh, you've only got three months to figure out whatever's going on. And Nona is reading a book in her lake house. Shabbat. Uh, episode three, Rolling Ballad. See a little girl and boy waving bye to each other and cut immediately to Deckham waking a guy up and a woman is already at the bar and dude is immediately down bad. You still say that? Down bad? Yeah. I never heard down bad before. Really? I think I've heard it like back in the 70s when I was still kicking and grooving with the... You guys are so fucking out of touch. It's insane. <laughs> dude, the... The, the fact that, like, somebody, like, in my chat, like, fucking, I guess it was Yogo, said mood, and I did not know what the fuck mood was. Like, <laughs> I'm so fucking old. How do you not know okay? what a mood is? Oh, I, I don't know, because I don't fucking read the fucking internet, you guys. I talk to normal people. No, you don't. Well, I mean, mood's already come and gone, bro. Now we're vibing. Yeah. Vibe makes sense. Vibing makes complete sense. Mood makes no sense. Yeah, mood no, makes mood no makes sense. sense. How does mood make sense? Because you're in a mood. It's a mood. It's just a mood. It's literally synonymous with vibe. So, like when you when you see Nona with her arms through her straps, you look at that picture and go, "That's a mood." That is a mood, and you can also say that's a vibe. Yeah, you could, yes. So, okay, so no, no, so no, all, no, no, all no, no, moods wait, are wait, wait. no, no, no. All moods are vibes, but not all vibes are moods. Facts. I thought mood was supposed to convey <laughs> something that like you relate to somebody else. Yeah. I thought I thought that's mo- what mood is. It can be. Is this? It's crazy. I don't. Whenever I see Nona with the fucking things in her um. Oh, that's a goddamn mood, man. She just chilling. She feeling herself. She's out there like ah. Uh. I thought mood was supposed to convey to like I'm in the same mood as you. I did not know it supposed to. I did not know it conveyed chilling like. Whatever you're saying. Yeah, it can be any mood. Any, I'm going to formally apologize to the audience for the past three and a half minutes. This is you guys. Like, I'm telling you, I am old. Like, I'm not. And like, we're trying to explain it to you, goddamn grandpa. Don't keep pushing back. <laughs> the kids these days get off my yard. It's not even music. I thought it was supposed to, like, we're in the same mood. I thought that's what mood meant. But my bad. I, I Apparently it has 50 different things. Okay. <laughs> Deckham does his housekeeping and Ona counts off the rules in a very fun scene where she's clearly mocking him. Because <laughs> she's doing it like so like, she's like, one! Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had the whole conversation like, wait, is this what a sister supposed to do? Like, yeah. I remember the conversation the first time through. 
they don't know what the fuck is just yeah, supposed to do and just no. <laughs> yeah, we're, and we like yeah. It's like no, nah, she she's done this enough times. She's just having some fun. Yep, exactly. The girl doesn't remember actually anything she claims, and Deckham's like, "You'll remember if you play the game," and they agree. Uh, everything explodes, and <laughs> yep. a bowling wall alley opens up. Uh, they're they starting get, to pick up on some. Uh, yeah, excuse me, some common um, explosions. Look, how else are you gonna manifest a bowling alley in the middle of your death bar? Actually, you know what? <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they they're bowling balls have representations of hearts, but they bowl with each other's hearts. Uh, it pulses and changes so with their body. Uh, the, the pulses and body temperatures are linked to the bowling balls, and they will not feel any pain. Uh, Shigeru immediately is like, oh my god, it's so warm. <laughs> the fact that you, do, you talk about this again, dude. Um, well, yeah, this is weird. I'm gonna talk about it too. Fucking man, is chill. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's look. I, I, it, I think he recognizes that it's kind of weird, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he knows it's weird. Mood. Yeah, um, this ball is so warm. Big mood. Yeah, were you gonna say something? <laughs> no, did I kill him? <laughs> he's balding. Dude, he's totally not vibing right now. No, uh, that makes don't, sense. Don't get the mood. That makes sense. Vibing makes sense. Mood makes no sense. But um, this is going to be fun when we bring it back three arcs from now. <laughs> <laughs> A running joke that disappears for two shows. <laughs> um, I, I do want to talk about these bowling balls are fucking cool. I just yeah. love the hearts inside them. I think they're dope. I, I bought this the first time around and I'm bringing it again because mood. It's so awesome. Uh, I, I just love these bowling balls, how they design and stuff like that. Yeah, Not the really whole cool. heat thing and the heart beating thing, but that'll be really dope just to bowl a hot bowling ball. Uh, which I guess we kind of have glossed over. In general, this is just like a really great looking show, both aesthetically and technically, I think. Brandon Creston, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a skull bowling ball or a hot bowling ball? Or maybe a foot? A foot would foot be pretty cool like too? Aesthetically or like literally linked to me? No, dude, aesthetically not linked. Why would I want a foot linked in my bowling ball? That makes I'm no sense. Listen, I whatever it, I whatever it is, I want it linked to the cute girl from the bowling alley, <laughs> and I want it to be a foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck, dude? I mean, no kink shaming. Ah, uh, it's great. Uh, I, I I don't think I'd do a skull. I don't think I'd do a heart either. No, I think the heart is dope. I think the heart is just so cool looking. I mean, maybe having a random foot would just be cool. It's like, wow, that's a fucking random foot, and you just seen it bold. It's just, I think that's dope too. I think skull is too like too easy. If you get what I'm saying, now put put like a galaxy in there. Okay, now mm. that's just stupid. What? Like a you curve it and like the galaxy's all spinning and shit. We're, we're talking about body parts and how they're cool, and you want to pull a fucking galaxy? All right, then I'm putting my anus in it. <laughs> Can I have the last panel of the Vince McMahon meme? You know the one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want that in my bowling ball. Yes. <laughs> is that on the table? It is now. <laughs> uh, Shigeru bowls at eight. Uh, she goes up and Shigeru is super nervous. She notices by the pulsing of his heart. Uh, she flicks her hair and there's a flashback to them being kids. Shigeru is like, hey, what's going up? And, or what's going on? And she got her balls. Ona comment. <laughs> you okay? Ona comments on the mood. 
Oh my god. Um, that makes sense though. Uh I know, I just think it's funny that that's actually a thing. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, it's like nice and breezy and fun in here. That's cool. Oh, you see how um what's it called? That makes sense, and you guys are saying mood doesn't make sense. That's what nope. I'm talking about. Um and it's like, oh yeah, they're becoming accustomed to it. That's this is cool. Uh they have the bowling montage, it's cheery, they're having a good time, everyone's having fun. And they decide to have a friendly little wager. If Shigura wins, then he gets a date with the girl. And Owen is like, uh-oh. She feels bad. <laughs> I don't remember what this means. But I wrote, Ona feels bad. Deckham is like, oh. Um, I think she felt bad and Deckham asked why. And then he explains. And then he was like, oh. Mm. Because they're already dead, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. That, yep. Uh, the woman bowls and gets a flashback to the bowling alley uh, where Shigeru is also there and gets a strike. We get a flashback to the children again. There's the girl named Chisato who left. Or, no, I think she's Chisato and has been calling herself Mai. I, it's one of the, it's one way. Uh, so she is Chisato and I think been calling herself Mai. Uh, after their other childhood friend who left, who was like the pretty one or something in her mind. So we, I don't know if it reveals immediately like what is the twist. I don't think it does, but no. she realizes like, oh, this is like, she something's not right with her now. She She's not comfortable with the situation. Something's fucked up. And Deckham is like, and so it begins. Yeah, he, he does have that fucking like, Fucking Chen Steeple moment where it's just like, <laughs> it really begins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she is Mai, and she thinks she's Chisato. We she reveals herself as Chisato, but we learn later that Chisato's the she's other Mai. girl and she's Mai. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we get <laughs> we get a bit of the dynamic between Deckham and Ona, which is very good. I wish I had taken mm -hmm. uh, better notes on this because I remember really loving this scene. But I don't remember the specifics of uh, what's uh, of like what happens during their scene. Yeah, I think it was after the steeple chin thing. Um, she kind of like was like, "What? What's going on?" And he just kind of like, "No." <laughs> and then she's like, "I think she does like a kind of a cute like shaking of him, mm -hmm. like an anime cute thing." Oh shit! Is this the part where she's like, "Come on, tell me?" And he's like, "Okay." She's like, "Wait, hold on." <laughs> Uh, I, I remember, or I, I know reading on this, and this sounds familiar, is that, um, it was like, he only says that if she lowers her voice. <laughs> and then so like, uh, he does whisper, and then that's when she's like, <gasps> and he's like, yeah, but that's what causes, like, that's going to be the judgment, is like when they figure this out. Mm. So like, don't ruin it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I cons considering they get very, very little screen time with each other, almost none before this episode, I think they do a fantastic job of making their dynamic, like, endearing and compelling immediately. Very quickly, yeah. Chisato, my whatever, throws a gutter ball, and we get a flashback to the girl at the bowling alley again, and the Shigeru's friends are like, hey, she that's the girl who did the thing we don't get to hear. Uh, he approaches her on a bus, and the bus crashes. Shigeru... Kind of recovers, not having a great time, and just looks like really fucking bad and despondent. He throws mm -hmm. a gutter ball, and we get a flashback again. We learn that she's not Chisato. She's someone else. The bus crash happens again, and the game is over. Uh, well, she's... yeah, because the guy bowled a strike. No, I think she bowled. No, see, she bowls a gutter, and then um, 
the guy only needs to roll three, and then he would get his date. Yeah. Either way, the whole thing is like, oh, we think this is going to go bad. Shigeru is, like, going to be pissed. Oh, maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, yeah, I think she throws a gutter ball and turns around, and, like, she's crying and, like, super sad because she remembers everything now and realizes yeah. that they're dead, and Shigeru is still like, hey, want to go out still again, <laughs> though? Maybe? Let's, let's still have that date, huh? Deckham and Ona are like, hmm, did not see that coming, okay? And Deckham is like, okay, you guys could have your date. You have five minutes. Will that be enough time? <laughs> and Ona's like, no, you fucking, what are you doing? Fuck you, idiot. And he's like, it was a joke. Yeah, that was a good joke. And she says that it was lame and he looks away like a little bit ashamed. Hmm. I, does a, uh, I think he says something about gallows humor. And I, I love that. I got one down as a note. Um, they're both happy as they enter the elevators. Uh, we get the reveal that she got plastic surgery. Uh, they have the confession, or and a we go back to them as children, and there's like this weird confession of love between children. Uh, the doors close on them as they're both crying, and they both get reincarnated. Uh, after the yeah. credits, Deckham <laughs> has this like he does some musing on life as Ona. Oh yeah, it was it was the guy who said gallows humor. Oh that. yeah, yeah. I remember now. Okay. Yeah, shit. What do they say? Because there is like a, a pretty cute moment between them before they get in the elevators. Yeah. Where they're like, "Haha, we're dead. That's fun." <laughs> or I oh I think they say something like, "Ah, oh, all it took for us to like finally get together was to die." Yeah, like or he's something. glad they both passed on. Or something yeah, like it's like yeah. It was- <laughs> This episode Man. is so good. It's it really fucking is. fantastic. Like it, do, it does so much. Like you mentioned, I didn't even think about that. It does like so much with the screen time given to the specific characters, because like they're still showing like this the main part of the story right now, still the judgments and stuff. Yeah, and it still establishes the relationship. It also establishes. I remember talking about this is that they established the um, two people can go to the same spot. Mm-hmm. So this is where I wrote it. It's not a zero-sum game. <laughs> Thank fuck. And then, um, and also it was just like a, just uh, a good story. It's kind of like heartbreaking, but like such a happy ending because all she wanted was for him to like notice me, senpai. Yeah. And, and he already uh, did. And and yeah. something actually I think we talked about that we kind of didn't this time is she has the perception of like she was the plain one. She was the boring one. Like, no one was ever going to pay attention to her or notice her, specifically Shigeru. But mm-hmm. we get no indication ever that that was the case. Like, we see her through, like, as they get older, she's still like, oh, I love him. And he's just, like, hanging out with his friends. Like, he never cold shoulders her. He never snubs her. There's no indication that he ever does anything mean to her. Um, mm-hmm. And even when it goes back to them being, like, childhood friends, like, the other friend leaves and she's like, but I'm still here. And he's like, fucking yeah, you are. <laughs> like, he's still stoked that she's around. It's it's kind of like really sweet and sad that she effectively isolates herself from this guy because she feels that she's not good enough or good interesting enough. enough. And like I said, we, there's literally zero indication that he at all feels the same. And we're mm-hmm. more or less led to believe that he feels the opposite. Yeah, honestly, like, cause, I mean, at the beginning, right, when he's kind of, like, all nervous and shit, and he asks for the date and stuff. But, you know, it was after her plastic surgery, so she's cute now. Well, yeah. You know what's the worst part about that? I think she had plastic surgery to take away freckles. 
Feckles are fantastic, guys. Keep your feckles. Will do. Actually, <laughs> mine are mine are like mostly faded. I think. Mm. I think. I don't know. I don't pay that much uh, attention. I think to I face. saw like saw a face like because you see her face after like the plexus surgery because I don't know what that makes no sense to me. Like you see that, but I guess you do. And she has like freckles, and I'm like, oh, huh? She had freckles. That's about it. Yeah. Keep your freckles, you guys. Unless That's you have too one. many, then you can get rid of them. Yeah, I don't think so. Nah, I don't give a shit, dude. Just, uh, I, I hesitate to say this, but like, Uh-oh. I was about to switch to the wiki, you know, uh, just to kind of keep up because it's been a minute. Yeah, I mean that's what <laughs> I'm doing. Yeah, I went to the comments and <laughs> like the first comment is still don't know why the uh, the episode four girl was sent to the hell or whatever or something like that, and or no, not hell, um. The adulterous girl from the first episode, or right? uh-huh. sent to hell, and then someone was like, "She wasn't sent because of that. She was because of this." And then someone was like, "The void isn't hell. It's it's oh just exactly God. our conversation." Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's me and Owen. You yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys are fighting back in 2019 about this. Fuck, I knew it. Yeah, that was that was Sal. <laughs> so this is actually his third watch. <laughs> I should have been tipped off when the screen name was Big Fucking Idiot. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Episode 4, <laughs> Death Arcade! <laughs>
I don't know. I'm like, I'm a fucking coward, so probably a coward character. I don't know. Maybe, You're the Dan Habiki. I guess so. How about you, Anthony? What's your fighting game character? I'd probably be like mainly on the ground. Couldn't jump worth the fuck. Guard would probably be pretty good. That's about it. I know what kind of character I want to be, though. The guy with the um, suspendos who's like fucking big. Mike Hagar? I guess so. <laughs> that, guy, that, that guy, like, he knows his stuff. I'm like, that's who I would want to be. I mean, fucking, I have suspendos. I'm half naked. Fucking, I have a pipe that I can beat people with. I think he has a pipe. Yeah, that's my I've character. always wanted to be Yoshimitsu. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Just put Harakiri in my moveset and we're good. From, from Tekken. Oh. Dude, he wears like the, uh, uh, the... He has a sword. I don't know what mask. mask that is. He has a bunch of different masks because he's in a lot of games. Yeah, that's true. I played a lot of Tekken. He spins Green. around and if you spin too much, you fall down. Oh, is he the one with like who jumps on top of the sword like a pogo stick? Yes, also that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I like how I ask you guys like, what would your fighting, what type of fighting character would you be? And your answer is basically, I don't know. It sucks shit, and I lose health for walking across the screen. Yeah, I say coward. <laughs> I I don't know if there's any coward characters. Like my special move is stepping on Legos. My special move is eating too much Taco Bell and falling asleep by eight p.m. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, I'd like to report this image. <laughs> I'm in it and it offends me. <laughs> Especially my up A is throwing a crunch wrap at somebody's face. <laughs> I mean, it'd probably be like a throwing character, right? Like somebody like that sits back, throws stuff. A zoning character. Yeah, a zoning character. And I hate zoning characters in any kind of game. So, but like if I had to pick myself, like it'd be, probably be a zoning character. There's no way I could be a, like a combo character. I would love to be a com- like a character that like fucking like you mean is like simple, but like hits hard. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, do some axe kicks and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know what they're like technically called. I guess grapplers would be closest because they tend to be like that. But yeah. but you know, I'm t- it's yeah. like uh, I'm trying to think of a character like that that's like simple but like dope as fuck. Like Jengif. I actually like Jengif. Yeah, so I a think grappler. he's pretty simple. Yeah. Why am I the only one that's putting stuff in? Are you guys going to say any characters that, like... No one asked me. Orange, what kind of character would you be? Thank you. Fucking Jesus Christ. It's so hard to have a fucking conversation. <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, just wish fulfillment or if it's actually the type of character I'd be, but I I tend towards Rushdown for sure. Uh, lots of quick, simple things. Because I truly, as a person, have no goddamn patience. Um, I have no patience for I mean, I, I actually... Ha- I. Sorry, that's not true. I have so much patience, but I'm a very like immediate results kind of person. And if I have any power to get <laughs> any anything done, like I'm like I, I fucking am on it. Also, I'm a lot of effort for basically very little reward. <laughs> so rushed out character. Oh, I'm just gonna say I hate fucking Fauno, and the fact you bring up Fauno is like complete bullshit. Because also, not a fighting, fighting game. game. Yeah. Uh, well, I just like I met when when. Uh, Sal was talking. That's why I was real quiet. I was trying to remember the character name, uh, Shigoki. Okay. He's this fucking, he's a huge, like, heavy guy. With a big bat. Yeah. He, like, hits you, stuns you, picks you up, and then literally breaks your back on his shoulder. And, like, that's, like, his full fucking combo. And it was just, it's really fun to fucking play him. <laughs> and, but he's real slow. But, like, if he gets you, like, you're fucked. Uh, Yosuke wins round one, and Masaki gets some memories of Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, <laughs> Teenage yep. pregnancy. Yep. Here we go. Getting yep. married, getting abused. She leaves mm-hmm. and it repeats. Fucking sucks. Oh, this sucks so much. She's had a rough life. Yep. I remember me and you had a big argument about this character. Yeah, you th- you thought she deserved it. Yes, she does. <laughs> oh, God. 
I was she joking. Just, she doesn't deserve to get abused, but she deserves going to the void. You can't. Ha- you can't have fifty years to repair your. Uh, your oh your, fuck! Your, we can't do that conversation again. No, we're gonna do it at the end. Okay, we'll do it at the end, dude. Ah, uh, shit. Because okay. I haven't made my peace yet. I've been holding my tongue until this judgment. Deccan pulls out a device, and Masaki convinces Yosuke to throw around. Yosuke starts to fight back, and Deccan presses the button, causing Yosuke's stick to break. Misaki wins the round, and Yosuke gets a flashback to him. Oh, but well, um, Misaki tells him that to lose, right? Yeah, yeah. She was like, "It'll be like more interesting, and it'll be more like hype for the television. It'll be a better mood." And then he, um, he's about to lose, and he's like, "No, fuck this!" And then he decided to fight again, mm-hmm. and he was gonna win. And then he, um, Deckham gets sticked. Hits, um, hits the switch. Yeah, yeah, and then it was causing him to lose. Uh, Yosuke's flashback is him basically having a shitty mother. They peel off again to go strategize. Um, Masaki wants Yosuke to throw the match because it would be more satisfying for audiences. And Ona, meanwhile, is disagreeing with Deckham's methods of using the device to fuck with things. And Deckham says that it's necessary to, to bring make proper judgment. Worst. Yeah, uh, Yosuke thinks something is clearly not right there. We get some shots of Masaki's relationship with her family, and she's just like ignoring her crying child. <laughs> Um, they go to confront Deckham, be like, what the fuck is up? The woman complain, or not the woman, Masaki complains that it's unfair what's happening, that and unfairness is something that she knows all too well, which is not wrong. Once again, getting oppressed by a man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they go into the final round. Yosuke is winning. Masaki. Just saying Deckham's not a man. Eh, well, I think he is. Hey, Arbiter. Yeah, but where do Arbiters? Oh, yeah, they're, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Masaki starts to despair like she's yelling for someone to help her and she gets her she triggers her filial attack uh, which is a which just has a weak stun because her relationship with her children is so mm-hmm. shitty <laughs> but there, but she does get one little like burst of encouragement from her smallest child her youngest child and she's like yeah that's my baby fucking yeah dude uh, she also says the whole children are awful mm-hmm. why this is happening Deckham breaks her joystick and Ona gets absolutely fucking pissed. And while they're arguing, we just hear smashing off screen. God, I love this. This oh, is God. I love I love when anime just goes savage. This is so visceral, she, dude. Yeah. She just goes savage on this guy, and I fucking love it. Oh it brings me a big giant smile. Yeah, I also love to watch people's faces get smashed into arcade cabinets over and over and over again. In t- fits of desperation and despair, I'm, I'm just saying she, she's she's doing whatever it takes to win. Because to quote thinks- Chris in every league game we've ever played, we me and him are playing. Calm down, dude. It's just a game. <laughs> but this is life and death. No, it's uh, not. It is. They don't know that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They don't know yet. They they know it's life and death. They they just don't know what that means. Uh, I wrote this down. It still hits hard, man. They really gonna judge her the first time she ever fights back. You, mm-hmm. What are you talking about judging Cole? She slaps her secretary in the face. This, this is how she dies. She's a whole human being. Nah. She was she on her word redemption, brother. She's not. You can't take Look me in my day. eyes and tell me she was not on her road to redemption. She, her kids hate her. Like, there's no redemption. Like, it would have took. redemption. No, it would have taken way too Almost long for this to happen. To me, it, it's it takes way too much time for like for you to fix all this. Like, 
You think it was going to be a happy ending if she stayed alive? It was not going to be a happy ending. Well, we don't know. It, well, there's, there's no, so it's still, it was going to be shitty. No, no. it's it, no, it was going to be shitty. We don't know that. It, no, if we know it was, it was going to no, be like don't. that. If, if she hates her fucking kids, she does not. Hate she doesn't. Kids. That's kind of the point. She doesn't. No, I okay. I know that she doesn't like like. She loves her kid, but oh my gosh, I don't know how to get this point across. But like. When she does her special attack and she's complaining about the kids, that's not a good thing. Like, the fact that she's like, oh, like, of course my kids do this. Like, that's sad. The fact that she thinks her, well, her kids well, are mean, like that. Because she like knows that. what she's done to her kids, right? She knows yeah. that, like, they're not going to be there. But she's almost to that point where, like, okay, I've got my life, my life, like, what I need to do to survive myself figured out. Now I can incorporate being an actual mother into it. Yeah, or you could just be an actual mother throughout your entire life. This happens to like this. This happens in real life, and they're all mothers, single mothers that their kids know that they're they're fighting for them. The fact that the whole kids does not know this is the sad part. Yeah, do you think that maybe she hid a lot of her uh, past traumas from her kids so they wouldn't have to like feel bad for her and like judge her for what has like what she let happen to herself? No, that that's you assuming that she does not let them do let, that. That's you assuming that she does not let that happen. Of course, it's assumption, but it's it's a hypothetical based on your hypothetical. I'm just giving you other ways to look at it. Yeah, but you you can't do with assuming with another assuming. It's like I'm just saying with what we know of right now, whole kids. Uh, she does not like whole kids, even though she does love whole kids. I don't. I don't subscribe to. I that still. At all. I I don't think any of the kid argument works. No. I I think so. Uh, but but more importantly to me, I think, is that it's supposed to be, you know, an examination of circumstances. And it kind of gets into the, like, Buddhism part of it, I guess, and more on the reincarnation and void stuff and the idea of A, redemption, and B, salvation. And <laughs> can someone like her like be redeemed or is she too far gone and is if even if you think like no she's fucked up she's shitty probably i mean that's not wrong she's a shitty person but mm -hmm. do we blame her or do we blame her circumstances Pro and tr truly true the answer is probably both because monkey's right like you th there's definitely people out there who have had like really shitty things happen and still manage to be good people through it. Yep. But... That, that's what my point is. To, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It, it's... I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds about it because, like, truly, like, emotionally, like, gut check, I think I'm with you. Like, I don't give a shit why someone is garbage. If I meet a garbage person in real life, it's just like, nah, fuck them. I don't have time for your shit. But... When you actually step back and think about it, from from a distance, I think people like that should be given like sympathy and leeway and understand why they are the way they are. Sure. Um, especially, yeah, yeah, obviously, like when you meet someone, yeah, you're not, you know, mooding with very well. You just want to move <laughs> on. But but like when, you, when your job is to judge the soul of this person, um, I think you have to do what you mentioned in the latter part of your statement where, you know. You have to like figure out why they're that way and can that soul be like, I, I don't think I've mentioned this yet, but 
the way I kind of have viewed this is not like heaven or hell. I know Monkey's mentioned a few times, but and then uh, based on what Chris said about like this is based on Buddhism, reincarnation versus void. I throughout this whole series kind of looked at this as like a utilitarian kind of standpoint of void versus reincarnation, where like is the world a better place for having like that soul re-enter, um, and then the uh, void being like a just taking it's it out. done. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, there's no more reason for that. And then I also remember Chris, if you want to take this away at any point, but I remember you mentioning like the void was also like a. In some ways, it can be read as like a good thing. Yes, I think we dive into that much later, like episode eleven. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, I we think. can leave that then for later. You, you are right; it is mentioned. I just didn't know if you want to. Okay, no, I mean, ba- basically, the I, I guess it is something to keep in mind going forward that the the void could be, if you approach it from a lens of Buddhism, can be considered almost a a nirvana, an enlightenment. Yeah, internal peace or something. Yeah, and, and reincarnation can be almost like. You're not quite there yet. Try again. But I, yeah, but I don't know if it works for all of it. But I know for sure, like hers was the hardest and the most, I think for me, the most, because like, fuck, man, she, like her circumstance, like, how do you judge a soul that's been beaten to shit? And then I, I, what kept, what I kept going to was like, she never, like, she took things in stride, probably incorrectly. Um, I think obviously, you know, with all of her kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but she did keep going. She did keep having faith and hope. And I think that's what ultimately I was like, we got to give her like, I wish she had more time. Yep. I think I agree she because just I just got her break and everything, you know, she just got her financially like sta- stable and now she can work on her family life. And I think what we know of her and kind of playing with your idea of there is some consistency to a person's soul on each reincarnation or whatever. I think if you take hers and put it in better circumstances, I think she's a good person. But that's re- that is really hard to like just definitively say to. No, of course, but I mean that that's kind of the point, right? Like I said about the Unl episode, she deserves to go to the void. She was she was <laughs> shitty with her kids. She's shitty with the person that's trying to make her money. It's kind of shitty. She slaps her. Guess what? Her secretary strangles her. There's a wheezy behind that. That's not the first time the secretary gets slapped. That's all I'm saying. I was getting teary-eyed in episode four, boys. Mm. Oh, no, dude. I got teary-eyed with the other guy. Like, the other guy, like, seriously makes me sad. I mean, this is fucking sad, too. I don't even think we even talked about, like... No, we're not there yet. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, well, let's continue. Uh, okay, so Deckham breaks the stake, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so she's smashing his head, and Deckham is like, yeah, we need to see into the darkness of people's souls. Ona is like, no, that's fucking bullshit. You're not looking into people's souls. You're dragging out the worst parts of them by force. Uh, Yosuke flashes, or we get get a quick flash from Yosuke, and he falls backwards out of his chair. Um, is this where we see it? No, we don't quite see it yet. Um well, I fuck it. Just so I don't have to try too hard with my notes. Basically, the thing with Yosuke is we keep getting flashes of him. Like he has a stepmother who's like supportive of him and like cool with him, and they seem to have like a decent relationship. But he's really closed off and reclusive and not really because trying. He can't accept because of his previous mother. Yeah, and yeah. eventually he jumps off his balcony and kills himself. Yeah. But he, feel, he feels like his life is empty. Because <laughs> like he fucking nothing. dies in Dark Souls, which, bro, I get it. Mm. 
Really? Is that what happened? I thought he just won something. Like, no, I think there's like, you see him playing a video game. It's like a game over screen and it looks very Soulsian in, in the text. I don't remember, but... Okay. I could I be making that, that up, but I, I he is playing a video game and he gets a game over. He's like, hmm, this sucks. And that's when he does it. Yeah. Masato, Masaki, <laughs> Masato, Masato, Masato shows Kosev. up. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually wrote Masato. And <laughs> tells Desim that when he's done, he'll get the real thing. Yeah. Yes. When he gets back. <laughs> Honestly, Masato would probably fucking flirt with Deckham. Yeah, she would. But you know what? She'd probably order a beer though, and he'd be like, I, I make drinks. I don't I don't have like a a bud just sitting around. <laughs> and then she'd be like, whatever, that's fucking fine. All right. New show. Masato is Deckham's arbiter. I mean assistant. Neon Genesis Parade. Madhouse, if you need any help with anime, hit me up. I got some ideas. Being Steve Harvey. <laughs> We've got 20 minutes of an anime wrote or of a show written. Uh Masaki tries to wake up Yosuke, immediately regretting what she just did. Uh, we get more of his flashes, and Deckham tells her to continue the game. And we get a close-up as he, like, clenches his fist as he insists that she go and finish the game. Uh, Masaki is just sitting there, like, looking terrible, just thousand-yard stare, fucking looking like she hasn't slept in six days, poking him down. Uh, more Yosuke flashes, and his uh, stepmother is like, yeah, it'd be great if someday... Or he overhears him, like, I hope someday he can call me mom. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was actually getting teary-eyed just second. Yeah. I'm actually, like, I actually don't... This episode was a heavy fucking hitter, boy. Yeah, I'm really sad about this. Uh, they are yelling over his body as he wakes up, and he gets his home-cooked attack, and they have their final clash. Yosuke gets another quick flash. Oh, and this is where we get the game over and him jumping from the window. Mm -hmm. Uh, Masaki slapping her manager and then calling home to be like, hey, I'm almost done. I can finally fucking be a mom as she gets strangled from behind by her manager. They double KO and both have simultaneously have the realization of what's happening. Masaki immediately rushes Deckham and gets caught in his wires. And in one of the most fucking (laughs) goddamn this scene, dude, with her just screaming her objections at Deckham, like telling him how garbage the process is, uh, saying that like you tricked us, he was finally gonna get to be happy with her children. Just like the not only the the voice acting here and the screams, but the facial animation in this is so good. Yeah, this is good. This is fantastic. I actually, I actually like this scene a lot. <sighs> the next part of the scene where he hugs her. Oh my god! This fucking I think I think it's just so good. I this is such a good episode. Yeah, yeah. I I just I I think it's so good. It's like it's over now. Like you know what I mean? It's it's time to move on, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, Yosuke is also breaking down in the background. Uh, Masaki is just like she's just like I want to be sent back. Let me go back to my children. Deckham looks surprised, uh, releases her, and she runs into a hug. And Deckham tells her, you really have done well. Oh, fuck me. Yosuke joins the group hug. We cut to them on elevators. And Yosuke gets reincarnated. Masaki gets sent to the void. And Deckham is kind of like, hmm, I don't know about this device thing. Maybe Ona's got a point. God damn it. I love the concept of an arbiter like this having like self-doubt and job mm-hmm. performance issues and shit. Dude, fucking, um, oh God, I forgot. I forgot you really have done well. What a goddamn. Yeah. Oh man. 
Okay, do you guys remember how you were feeling originally the first time I we did was this? So sad and so excited. Like, cause I, I was sold. Like, this is one of the few shows that I was like instantly sold in the first batch. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm ready. And then I remember you also mentioning a lot that like, or not a lot, but you mentioned that you like the last of it hits you hard. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck me up. Which I stand by that. I do want to mention this real quick before we like go into that. Um, was it Masa- Masaki? Masaki. It was kind of funny that you called her Masato because she was actually the voice of uh, Ritsuko. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> uh, she also did Nurse Joy and Nico Robin in One Piece. Oh, damn. Shit. Yeah, I forgot to do those. Yeah, I, well, I, I just, I kind of, right, you no. mentioned the voice acting was really good, and I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't know who if you did or not. But yeah, she's in some shit. Yeah, God, Nico Robin, also one of the best crying scenes in anime. So good, I love Nico Robin's story. She's also in Shaman King. Fucking yeah. god damn it! Now I'm just thinking about Nico Robin yelling, "I want to live." Is it? Is it? Is it Anna? Uh, Matilda. Oh, uh, I don't know who Matilda is. I don't either. I need to watch Shaman King. Hmm. Didn't you start the new one and it sucks? Yeah, it does suck. Yes, you did. That might. I wonder if that was if that was this that like if that it started on this, this one. Set. That's really funny. It was around this set. I remember because you were talking about Shaman King. I remember hearing it. Actually, no. So I think technically it wasn't exactly this one because I remember you talking about it. So I wouldn't have heard it if it was this one. Uh, do you guys remember any of any predictions or like hot takes or anything you had at this time? Mm, no, I didn't have them on my notes, so I don't know. Uh, if I did, I didn't write them down. Let me let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, I can say one thing though. Nona is great with suspendals. I forgot to talk about her hair. Her hair mm. is fucking great. Yeah, Nona's whole design is top notch. Yeah, I, I love the what's it called? It's like the ponytail with uh, one braid. I think that's a, just a dope design. It's not even ponytail. It's like yeah, it's just a good design. Nona is such a great character. Great character design. Nona's a great character. You're not wrong. Um, I think the only thing I had was common as dad's not dead. Mm, yeah, he's still out there for sure. Mm-hmm. We'll see him again. <laughs> Actually, we won't because the Death Parade will never see him because he's not dead. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you know what's sad? This fucking episode. This whole goddamn show. But here <sighs> we are talking about Death Parade, the first four episodes, which I haven't seen since the first time we recorded this. I did not rewatch them. But just going through my notes and talking about it, there's a little part of me as we're doing this, I'm like, man, I'm, I can't wait to talk about the next set of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but the fact like shit now we don't, I don't we don't get to keep talking about death parade <laughs> yeah instead we have to we have to uh, we have to talk about Toradora oh Listen, hey uh, for all you timeline keepers out there now you know exactly when we're doing this <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so once we get famous that'll be like a trivia question hmm is what were they actually working on when they dropped death parade one <laughs> uh, yeah. god death parade's so good it is good I'm so glad you picked Death Parade. Me too, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, is there anything else? Yeah, get ready for the next two episodes of Death Parade, you guys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we are certainly going to be arguments. watching the next oh four. My God. Also, follow Twitter, you guys, My Force Anime. Podcast or My Force Anime, one of those two. If we get one more follower, I will do tweets again. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> if I remember. Uh, uh, while we were doing this, I made a tweet. Oh, what? I didn't look at my you! Tool. Is that your first tweet? I think it's my second. Is it saying that we have to redo? Um, Fuck off! One? <laughs> 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 I can't believe I looked at him. What the fuck? 
So for those who want to know what all that's about, go check out our Twitter. Hold on, I have oh to go God. onto my personal Twitter and have I might have something to say about this. <laughs> it's the tweet from November 24th for if context. You, yeah, if you want to now figure out where we are. I almost there. said yeah, I almost said it's the tweet from 47 minutes ago. <laughs> Is that all? It's, I think that's everything. Yeah, be ready for events of death parade. We don't know what we talk about in the next two episodes. So Chris, do you have anything else? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I'm also glad Mood is finally off of the zeitgeist. Happy about that, you guys. Hopefully we don't bring you back with this podcast, but... Well, again, <laughs> I guess check us out on Twitter. Email us at myfirstanimepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, check out our Patreon. Pretty sure we've got that going by now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a running joke. There is no Patreon. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, there is. Please look at it. Although and there isn't. Will. I don't know. We don't know. There might be a Patreon. <laughs> and then we will see you next time on My First Anime. Hey, thanks as always for listening. We decided to smash through fate and forge our own futures by launching a Patreon. You can check that out over on patreon.com slash myfirstanime, where hopefully by this point we figured out some cool shit to do. Or if you would just like to leave us a review and uh, rating on wherever you get your podcasts, that helps as well. And also, I am winging this, you know, also has wings, Twiddle. So at us, at myfirstanime, and other shenanigans, talk about how awesome I am. That's Salvador, also Monkey. Just really just leave comments about me is what I'm asking for. I'm also plugging, I guess, my stream on uh, twitch.tv slash uh, stmonkey with a zero. And if you want to email us, uh, our email address is myfirstanimepodcast at gmail.com. And you can check out pictures of my cat on Instagram and Twitter under the handle of Sir Paper Plate. See you next time on My, my First, first Anime. anime. <laughs> Did it in one. Did Perfect. <laughs>